With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. of megayachtnews.com and your host for this podcast series in which we share conversations with the leading designers, builders, owners, representatives, and more. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Steve Gresham. He is the principal designer and director of Gresham Yacht Design. Founded in 2011, the studio offers services that range from exterior design to interior space arrangements and even project management. Today, Steve is going to share insight into his inspiration as a professional, the challenges that he's faced, and what excites him about the future of yacht design. Steve, welcome to Mega Yacht News Radio. Hi, Diane. How are you? Very good. Very good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm I'm glad the technology is working for us. We do one side of the Atlantic (laughs) and me the other. There we go. (laughs) Technology when it works is a beautiful thing. Exactly. (laughs) So I think it would be good to start with a, a bit about your background. Um, I think it would be helpful for people to know what attracted you to yacht design in the first place. I understand that your professional career actually began with race cars. So how did you go from one to the other? Yeah, okay. So um, I um, I actually I studied design at, at college and um Actually, it was, it was um, a, a called transport design, but it specialized in, in designing cars. So I actually ended my, um, my um, sort of educational career and my degree as a car designer. Um, and I worked, I worked briefly in the car industry as a, as, as a stylist. Um, and then I sort of moved over into um, more engineering, let's say, and, and ended up working for Williams Grand Prix for um, a, a, a while. And we worked in the wind tunnel, so um, we were developing race cars. And um, this was before um, things were being CNC'd and a lot of computer-aided design was, was involved. So actually, I worked with a lot of pattern makers. And, um, you know, I, I really learned a lot about um, composites. And, um, and, and Formula One is, is almost it's the pinnacle of... of engineering ability i think you know any anything you know you have the same sort of um racing series in 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 uh, in the states you know the sort of nascars and the and the um you know the oval racing and it really it pushes the the limits pushes the boundary of engineering and design and and it's it was a pretty um exciting um thing to be in but before then i mean i i was actually born in the bahamas so so my interest in yachting um, and, and things nautical started from a young age. And um, I, 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 when we moved back to the UK, we moved to England. I, I, you know, there wasn't a lot of water 
in, in the in the middle of um, you know it wasn't like Ireland living it wasn't like being on you know in um, in, in Harbour Island which is where where I was brought up um, so I suppose cars were the next best thing but um, you know having having got out of out of um, uh, well I never really got into the the, the, the business of, of of yachts at the beginning I got into cars and then I I, I got into yachts after that. Mm-hmm. So how did you how did you end up learning that yacht design was actually a career path that you could pursue? I, do you know I can actually put that down to one moment, which was when I was still at college, and um, I walked into a into a shop, into a newsagent, and I picked up what was then quite a new, a, a new magazine on the shelves, and it was it was a magazine called Boat International, and um, opened it up, and I thought. Oh my God! You know this is this uh, this is something that I could do, um, and there are people out there that actually design boats. It was it was quite a revelation. Um, so, I when I was still at college, um, we had to do a, um, an internship, and I wanted to do it in 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 yachting in boats, and and you know having left the the Caribbean, not you know I was still a young guy. Um, and I, I actually packed my 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 um, sleeping bag, a tent, and my portfolio. And I got a I, I got on a plane and I came over to Florida. And I went up to Merritt Island. I think it was Chris Craft. No, not Sea Ray. I think we're in Merritt Island at the time. And this was '86, I think. Uh, and then I went over to Sarasota and um, I saw Donzi and I saw um, Wellcraft. I ended up working for Wellcraft. Um, for a couple of weeks, uh, they weren't allowed to pay me because I was, still, you know, I, I was. Um, let's call it some work experience at the time. Um, <laughs> but, but I, um, no, that you know, I, I, um, I they, they offered me a job as, as as an intern working for them, um, and that was again, that was a very um, exciting time. Mm-hmm. So before um, before you start your own studio, obviously after this experience in Florida, you ended up getting some jobs with some big companies, big designers uh, as well. Um, was there any particular person or any particular company that had a, a pretty big influence on your career? Well, the, the, you know the whole um, history of, of of yacht, you know, large yacht design comes from. Um, you know, started with John Bannenberg. I mean, he really was the the, the, um, the originator of, of, of you know him, and, and so he, he he was very formative in in my very early um, you know career and what I wanted to do. Um, and then other designers such as I, I never worked um, for him sadly. Um, other designers designers that I did work for there was a, um, a gentleman called Don Shed and. Uh, he ran a company called Shed Yacht Design, Don Shed Yacht Design. So I worked with Don for, for um, a few years. And he was, again, very, um, very formative in, in, in you know, setting my thinking as, as to what was possible. Because he was an engineer, and he engineered naval architects. And he, he really, again, wanted to push the boundaries of what was possible. Um, so he did a lot of high-speed boats. And um, one particular um, boat we did was was actually built up in in uh, Wisconsin, in um, in Sturgeon Bay when when um, Palmer Johnson were based up there, and it was a um, it was only it was a small boat it was 25 meter, 
but it did have a gas turbine. It had a, a Lycoming TF40, which was the um, jet engine out of a Chinook helicopter um, and uh, a couple of MTU um, 4000 engines. So it was real um, pocket rocket, you know, did over 50 knots and, and um, it had uh, had a lot of accommodation, which was the, you know, there are, there are lots of fast boats that do um, over 50 knots, but, you know, with room for sort of, I can't remember now, maybe seven or eight um, passengers plus crew, um, plus, plus, plus. Um, you know, it was really quite a, a rocket ship and it was designed, the interior, which I did at the time, had a um, a look that was came straight out of airships. Um, all, the, all the aluminium was drilled and swaged um, and it really was, um, a, you know, beautiful thing to behold a lot of polished um, aluminium and and um, just just a sort of retro look to it um, and and I remember the owner um, I was showing him some leathers and I showed him a number of leathers that had a, um, a, a surface um, finish on them so that they they wouldn't um, soak up any stains and he said to me you know why do I want these and I said, but if you have a natural leather, one with open pores, you know, if you spill red wine on it, you know, it'll always, it'll always be there. You'll never get it out. And he said, well, you know, I'll remember the party because it was a good one. You know, he, wanted, <laughs> he, was, he was really, he wanted natural fibers, natural feel. He didn't want anything that was, was, was um, you know, didn't have the sort of, you know, pat the patina that that it would get over 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 a lifetime of use. It was um, quite mm-hmm. a quite an interesting gentleman. Nice, nice. That's fun. It was. So, uh, since you started your studio in 2011, I know you've uh, you offer clients a variety of different services. You can do styling for them, interior design, uh, the general arrangements, even project management. Um, not all design studios offer that many different services. So do you find that clients tend to ask you to handle all of these disciplines or does it really vary from person to person? Well, um, my speciality is, is um, exteriors. That, that's really where I'm, I'm um, coming from. I, and, and I think, you know, somebody once said, you know, stick to what you're good at. And I, 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 my natural leanings are towards the sort of exterior, the look and the layouts. I don't um, feel 100% comfortable working on, with fabrics and, and, and decoration and this, this sort of thing. So I actually I work with a company called Seymour Diamond um, in London. And um, Seymour Diamond do the interior side of um, our work. And I do the exterior styling and layouts. So we've, we've got a very close relationship and um, it, it does work. So, you know, when, when you look at a, a project, um, obviously some owners would only want you to do the exterior design or the, or the layout. But if it's, a, if it's a complete project, which includes interior, um, you know, that, that naturally has a very large element of, of, of project management in it as well. So, you know, when we will we project manage our part of the of the of the of the project. So, you know, the design side of it, um, we wouldn't be project managing um, the the overall build. Right, right. I understand. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Very there's good. 
Yeah, I mean, there's, 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 I think, you know, if I'm allowed to say this, you know, on, on, on our website, there's a, there's a nice sort of, um, I don't know, resume of, of what we do with regard to the, you know, the, um, the services we provide. But, but it's, 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 for me, primarily, it's, it's an exterior design and, and, uh, and the layout. But that's very important for the interior as well, because, you, you know, you need to position the rooms and position the windows within rooms. And it's got to work, you know, on a, on a, on a inside outside um, for, for a boat. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Now, when you're working with clients and when the Seymour Diamond team is working with clients, I would imagine that some people come to you with a vast amount of knowledge. Maybe they've been boating and yachting their entire lives and they're, they're very specific in their vision while other people are, you know, maybe not so certain specifically what they want. They know generally how they want to feel, but they don't necessarily um, have very set ideas. They kind of need more guidance. So similarly, I would imagine there are benefits, but also challenges with each of these scenarios. Would you agree? I uh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, the, um, the, um, I would love, I would love the be- the best owners are the ones that come to me and, and they already know exactly what they want because then the boat, the boat is, the boat's already designed. Um, so the, the challenge often with, with a, um, with a client, um, is, is to put into, in, into a to put into into images the visual language what what's in their head um, you know it's down to the brief uh, and a, and a good brief is is essential um, I mean one of my one of my strengths is 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 I can draw um, and I think I think um, you know that's that's a very important aspect of being a designer you have to be able to show your your designs quickly to a client, and and so I can I can actually visualize um, de- details or or the whole vessel, you know, depending on where we are in the design process, and um, and I think this helps um, a, a, an owner, a, you know, a client crystallize their their vision. Um, at the end of the day, it's the, the boat is for them, you know, and and, and as a designer, um, you know, we have to um, we have to react. And, and you have to listen very closely um, to, to 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 what you you know what what you think an owner wants. So, yeah, I mean the the, the challenges are harder if if a client is not exactly sure what they want. I think, um, but again, being able to visualize something quickly will 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 help the, the whole process. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, when a client has very set ideas, has anyone ever come to you with a vision that's really different, really bold, and and kind of beyond what you've ever done before? Uh, do you know, funnily enough, um, we are just working on a project um, that is is quite different, and and I'm at, I'm allowed to to talk about it because it's 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 a you know, my my um, my thing has always been designing super yachts uh, and let's say white boats. You know, so anything from sort of 40 meters up to you know 125 meters, that sort of size. But they're all um, let's shall we say super yachts. So 
the project I'm working on at the moment is 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 a project called Alusha Two, uh, and it is a an exploration vessel. More than that, it is a vessel that um, will it gives back, um, and and it 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 has um, it has a number of it, and what I mean I suppose is is that it's it's a project that that I've had to learn a lot in order to be able to complete. Um, it has submarines on it, which I now know all about the launch and recovery systems for submarines. I know what needs to go into a hangar, submarine hangar. Um, you know, it's got a helipad on it. And although I've done helipads before, um, I've never, never actually done a helicopter hangar. So I suppose, you know, something dramatically different is the fact that I've actually not done these sort of things before and this one project has, has given me the, the opportunity to really you know dive in and, and, and pardon the pun um, <laughs> to, you know, to really dive in and, and, and develop my, my understanding to, a, to a, another level um, with regard to that so you know the project is, is, is run um, it's, it's run by a company well it's oceanx.org which is the the engine that is basically running um, a scientific and exploration of the oceans, and it is in order to be able to show the world, you know, what is under the water. I mean, the, people say we know more about what's on the moon um, and in space than we know, you know, what's in the depths of the of the ocean, and an ocean X. Uh, you know, are are going to be able to show the world what's out there. You know, they they um, they've already been um, the, the the original vessel, which is the one that we're replacing. Uh, Alusha was was on the the BBC's Blue Planet Two program, which um, had rave reviews, and also the I think there was maybe only twenty minutes devoted to the plastics that are in the ocean. Um, but it really brought it home to the world, I think. It, it really put a marker in the stand and said, you know, this is not um, acceptable. The world, you know, we cannot go on like this. So, again, back to your original question, that, that, that dramatically different project is, is the one that we're doing at the, very, at the moment. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic. Ocean X. Yeah, the, we've been following the progress of Alusha too and, and what Ocean X is doing. And, and absolutely we agree. It is phenomenal. It's so exciting, especially yeah. for me as a journalist to see somebody doing something so different. I totally agree, Diane. Yep. Yeah. Really special. That's something we're actually hoping to have the Dalios on the, on the podcast. So fingers crossed. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. So um, just two more quick questions for you. Um, you know, the, the mention of Alusha 2 actually I think is a good segue into one of them about advances in technology. As a journalist, I see things going on. I read things about technology, and it fascinates me because, to me, it makes the yacht design and construction world and even the yacht ownership world more exciting. Um, there are large super yachts, for example, that have – uh, speed abilities, the likes of which we've never seen before. There are yachts that are incorporating battery technology and other methods of being much more fuel efficient. Do things like this make your job as a designer more exciting um, and, and even perhaps more challenging? Um, yes, absolutely. I mean, more exciting for sure. 
Um, I think um, I don't think we've really scratched the surface yet on on layouts for, for uh, large um, vessels, large large yachts. I think the opportunity to to move, um, you know, if it's, if it's a diesel electric vessel, you know, to be able to move the generators around um, and and really keep the prime space um, within a within a hull for accommodation. Um, which is typically where you have to put it, where you used to put an engine room, because obviously you had, um, you know, the the engines with the shafts running around down to propellers. So the boat was always always cut in the middle because of the engine room. Well, you know, the times are changing, and, and um, you know, putting the generators, let's say, forward um, in in the hull. Um, obviously, there's a there is an issue with the pitch of the vessel. You know, you. It, you know, if you're going to put generators and equipment in the bow of a boat, you're going to have this this pitching much more than you would if it was further aft and, and um, you know, in midships. Um, but if you can overcome those issues, it does open up the the um, the, the possibilities for the design. And, and um, I think I think there's an awful lot of interesting things that are coming out that. Obviously, the, the you know the diesel electrics and the and solar power is okay. You can you can you know it's a very nice idea, but I, I've heard that um, you know you really don't have enough power um, with with solar cells to 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 do much. So hopefully the the technology will will develop in that area. Um, mm-hmm. Other simpler things like um, you know glass technology is obviously coming on leaps and bounds. Um, in in the last ten years, even it, it's just um, you know really really developing, and and I'm looking particularly at at, um, at glass as a structural element. So you know where we would have previously a, a steel bulkhead, um, you know provided you can put the decent foundations in for the for the glass top and bottom, and and it ties into the decks. You know you can use uh, glass as, as a structural element. Um, and again, it just really opens up the, um, you know, the views and the vistas. You know, why, why have um, pillars um, on, a, on, a, on an aft deck when you can have a glass screen that will give you the same um, job as a pillar in, in supporting and, and, and transferring the, the, the stresses through the vessel? You know, if, once you can, can master that, which, which again will come, again, it just opens up um, enormous opportunities for mm-hmm. a designer. Right, right. And then one last question. Um, are there any design trends from, say, the architectural world, even your early days in the race car world or automotive world, that you think are kind of making inroads into yacht design? I think there are more designers coming into the industry that haven't previously been involved. So there's a lot of architects who are um, – who get projects maybe they've done um land-based projects for for their clients and you know the, the owners w- wish them to have a look at their at, at a potential yacht so you know there's a, there's a lot of influx of new ideas from from architectural um elements particularly i mean one thing i w- would I'm, I'm quite surprised about is that, that the the boats are getting longer um and okay length necessarily means sometimes they'll become have bigger volume so the interiors are getting um, bigger but there doesn't seem to be as much um, focus on speed as I thought there would be I I would like to see a big big boat but but looking at 
high speed, you know, that sort of 40, 40 knots plus for, for a, you know, for a you know, 90 meter or, or, or bigger or faster than that. Um, and I think also as a, as a designer, you know, again, trying to um, push the envelope, I think, you know, what interests me are the, are the um, swath vessels, you know, where you can really um, motor um, and you've got the stability of the of the um, of the hull, um, and it it also it, again it opens up the opportunity of doing something really quite radical, but of course it relies on an owner wishing to do that. You know, at the end of the day, these projects and 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 um, you know works of art actually um, are for individuals, and um, they they um, you know. That we mustn't forget that you know it, it has to be um, for for those particular people. The brief, right? Yeah, everything begins and ends with the owners for sure. The creativity, the imagination. All of us are uh, in a sense along for the ride, but we absolutely have a role too. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And and I think as a you know as a designer, it's quite fun. Again, like the sort of car industry to produce um, concepts that um, just show people what might be possible. And, and it just opens people's eyes to, to um, something new, you know. And, and okay, you know, you might not um, be able to do it today, but give, you, give it another 10, 15 years. Um, you know, what is a concept today that doesn't work could well um, be able to be built in, in um, you know, in the future. Mm, very true. Very true. It gives people food for thought for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Great. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. And it's been great to learn more about you. Thank you very much, Diane. It's uh, been my pleasure. Everyone, if you'd like to learn more about Steve and his studio, you can visit his website, which is greshamyachtdesign.com. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to know more about what's going on in the world of yacht design and construction, you can visit our daily updated website, which is megayachtnews.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.